You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Welcome to the Dear Young Married Couple podcast. Today, we're going to talk about what to do when I just don't get my spouse. (laughs) And this comes up often in counseling. Um, It comes up often in our DMs and people will make sentiments like this. Like, I just don't get her or I just don't get him. I can't get through to him. Um, And so we're here to talk to you about what to say or what to do when you just don't get your spouse. And first of all, let's just start off by saying that's pretty normal, I think. Yes. And it's a continual learning process. We are two completely different human beings, one. Two, biologically very, very different with different hormones going mm-hmm. on, different brains, different brain chemistry. Yep. So there's so much going on. We are different. We react to situations differently. We have different needs. Mm-hmm. And so in all of this, sometimes we don't get it. And, and getting it is very important for us because once we start to get it, we start to understand the other person better or we feel that we're understood or they feel our pain so there's more connection being made and we all want intimate connection that's our deepest desire is to be fully known and fully loved and how can we be fully known and fully loved if our spouse is not even trying to get us right and so we know that you want that for your marriage and so this these will be some important tips to tune into so um, what we're going to be talking about mainly kind of wrapping around is maybe a one word that we could pull out mm-hmm. that would help us understand what we're talking about would be empathy. Um, not the most popular subject, but I would say it's crucial. Yeah. Absolutely crucial. And from my experience working with lots and lots and lots of couples, the reason why this is very important to talk about is that when people are in trouble in their marriage, generally one of the people or both have lost empathy for the other or mm-hmm. I just don't get them. So they stop trying. Yep. And when they can't put themselves in the other person's shoes, then stuff starts breaking down. Yeah. And it's not to say that you can literally walk in their shoes. I mean, not I'm not talking about physical shoes, but yeah. it's Sandals. not to say that, it's not to say that you can literally think their thoughts and literally feel their feelings but it's that you try to and you try to understand you try to I was just having a conversation yesterday with someone who said I don't know what it's like because I've never felt that way and I don't I've never even had that type of thought right and I said right but what's important is that other question you asked yourself because she asked herself this question what would it take for me to feel that what would it take for me to think that And then you're actually starting to ask yourself, what's this person's story? Why do they think that and feel that? And that's closer and closer toward empathy, toward putting yourself in the other person's shoes. There's a quote that says, everyone makes sense when you know their story. Mm -hmm. I love that quote. Yes. Which kind of goes into curiosity. And I think that curiosity and empathy have to be tied. Oh, yeah. They have to be very close. Because 
um, in order to feel that for someone, you have to kind of go down with them or mm-hmm. go go deeper with that person. Right. You know, like, let me hear, let me understand. So we're going to be talking about kind of unpacking this. Um, and this especially, so the podcast we, we posted last week was mostly about the speaker, you know, how to talk about different com- difficult conversations. Um, this one is kind of more for the listener, the person that may not agree yeah. that we need to have this conversation or have a conversation right? or um, just in general in, in a marriage. So this is really important. Well, and, you know, like Adam mentioned, um, everyone makes sense once you know their story. It doesn't mean that their behavior is excusable or that it's permissible. It's just saying, oh, I, I get why they acted that way. It's n- not necessarily okay, yeah. um, but you still need to be able to put yourself in an active listener role and empathize in order to connect, in order to help them heal or change their perspective or receive influence, depending on what it is that they're trying to convey. Yeah. So just a very basic, starting kind of at the very basics with empathy and empathetic listening would be body language. Um, You would be amazed. Like, so tell me about it. (laughs) You know, like they close up and they lean back and it, it, so when we have couples interacting on Mm -hmm. our, you know, metaphorical couch, um, yeah, they, they close down their body language says, I really don't want to listen to you. Um, The rolling of the eyes, the eyes, Yep. Their tone. Yeah, tone is a big one. Yeah, so body language, um, turning towards someone, mm-hmm. opening up a little bit in your, in your, just, you know how to do it. You know, Leaning like, in, yeah, both physically and emotionally. That's part yeah. of empathy. Because I think sometimes our tendency, um, you know, sometimes it's to shut down and, and close ourselves off with our body language. Sometimes our tendency is to be overly optimistic. Yeah. You know, so like if you just don't know what to say, sometimes you could say like something like, well, you know, babe, it all happens for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. Or especially a guy with his fix it cap, you know, sometimes he'll try to be like, let's find the silver lining. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, she'll forget about that tomorrow, you know, and um, don't worry about it, babe. You know, you don't need friends like that anyway. You know, just kind of, kind of uh, trying to downplay. Yeah. Minimize it. Yeah. And that can be an overly optimistic way of of not making her feel heard and understood. And minimization really offends the person that's deeply hurt or deeply emotional because mm-hmm. it's saying it's invalidating that person's feelings. Yep. So when I say, Oh, it just, oh, it's okay. Just get over it. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. That's just gonna, it's like, well, no, you don't get it. Mm-hmm. Right. Going back to that. Yeah. So that's why people say you don't get it because this is so heavy for me. Mm-hmm. I can't just shirk it off. I can't just let roll off my back. It's not doing that. Mm-hmm. And so you not listening to it just kind of offends that person. Like why even try? Yeah. Another um, way of not showing empathy that's pretty typical of spouses, especially men at times is um, kind of uh, letting the person know, like rationalizing what happened and not empathizing with the emotion that it caused, you know? So yeah, the wife could be like, oh my goodness, like I had such a long day. Like I, I did not expect there to be a long line at 
um, Trader Joe's and I needed to get home and make dinner before we left for church. And then I was behind and she's trying to explain her overwhelm and her stress. And then the husband could say something like, well, what did you expect? Of course, there's a long line. It's Friday night and it's payday. People, of course, it's going to be a long, you know, and, and that's not going to make her feel understood or like that you understand like her emotional impact mm -hmm. or appreciated. Yeah. Right. So true. she stood in line for food for the house. Mm -hmm. And so her reaction is probably going to be more like, really? Like you expect me to make dinner, but you're not going to give me any sort of like, man, you know, empathy or leaning in for that. Mm -hmm. So, and then she's not going to want to do it next time. <laughs> Why do you think guys tend toward either fixing it or kind of like, um, trying to tidy up everything rather than leaning in and, and going deeper with the emotion. Cause I think the guys in general are not comfortable with emotion. Yeah. So we're not willing to go there. So, so it's easier for us to just be like, Hey, you know, if you fall down, don't cry, just uh -huh. brush it off. It's okay. You know, that's what we do to little boys and train them up. Like, you know, Sparta, <laughs> you know, like you're okay. You're okay. Mm -hmm. It's fine. So when it comes to emotions, guys are not very trained, so we'd avoid it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Whereas a woman, it's she's more likely to feel like the conversation was a success if, if you actually got <laughs> messy and deep and yeah. empathize with the pain. Absolutely. Well, that relieves it for her. Mm -hmm. And it also speaks more to a man's accomplishment because men are driven by accomplishment. That's true. Right? Yeah. Like, I want to feel good. Mm -hmm. by solving this problem for my wife because that would make me feel good right i want to make you feel good and happy yeah i don't like you to, i don't like to see you sad mm -hmm. so by me stepping in and being like the knight in shining armor and fix it for you yep you should see me happy you, know, like you, <laughs> right. you, you should look at me and go wow that's my husband that just fixed everything uh -huh. for me you know don't go at five go at seven it's never busy at the store then <laughs> right you know and she's like you didn't get it <laughs> that's true yeah i didn't think about that accomplishment piece yeah like i i've heard you know in love and respect dr emerson Egerich talks about um like the the man's desire to provide counsel yeah. but i never put it in the context of like um the accomplishment and that conquest mm. and they're actually related mm. why do you think it relieves a woman to like talk about it rather than just get straight to solution Hmm. I think because if, if she can have someone else share in that pain or in that emotion, then she feels validated. She feel she doesn't feel like she's crazy hmm. or weird. And, um, and when a woman feels like her, she's out of line or, um, like she's over the top or crazy, hmm. um, then she doesn't feel like she's enough. Hmm. And then that goes back to like her identity yeah. issues and, and self-esteem issues. But if you can empathize, then she goes, oh, okay, I'm not, I'm not insane. Like he gets right. it. I'm okay. And then you can move then mm -hmm. to solution. Then you'll be open. Sure. To solution. Oh yeah. Yeah. But until then you're, you don't feel, you feel weird still. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like if the man can be like, oh man, I bet that was overwhelming. I'm sure, was it hot too? Like standing out there in the sun and, yeah. you know, and kind of empathize and then putting yourself there and yes. then asking questions about it. And then the man can say something like, I wonder if it would be helpful next time to go later. Like, I don't know, six, seven, you know, kind of like yeah. brainstorm it with her. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I like that. I'm going to try that. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're talking about 
how to show empathy. We're giving you some concrete examples. What goes wrong? Um, uh, so we talked about what to do with your body, like turning toward mm -hmm. eyes, eye language. You know, don't be on your phone. Like, yeah, uh huh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> right. It's that's not going to go over very well. Yep. Um, so just being attuned, mm -hmm. being being um, there, being available. Um, next would be noticing her emotion. So, and Carissa, you already alluded to that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that, oh, you, you, you look sweaty. You know, that was that, was it super hot out there? Or, mm -hmm. Um, so kind of like tuning into what she may be feeling. Sometimes that kind of like guesswork can yeah. go a long way. Mm -hmm. you, you seem a little sad you yep. know? rather than saying what's wrong. Yes. Um, also, naming the emotion exactly. We actually had an argument this week about this particular dilemma. Um, so like, yes, we do have arguments sometimes. <laughs> I was feeling anxious about something and, and he labeled that as freaking out. <laughs> and I was like, in what way was that freaking out? Like I was, I didn't raise my voice. I, you know, I didn't yell. I didn't, um, I, I didn't get angry even. I said, I was just anxious. And so he's like, he, he took that. He took influence. He's like, okay, I'm sorry. Let me label it what it was. So you're, you were anxious, you know? And he's yeah. like, it seems like you get anxious when, and then he started to identify that for me. And that was so helpful because I was like, yes, you get me. You got that I was anxious. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that I was freaking out because then that makes me feel like I'm some, you know, monster weird. or weird or <laughs> over the top. Yeah. yeah. And that's just a, a really good tip there is don't label things because that, that's what I made it mean. Mm -hmm. Right. That wasn't objectively freaking out. <laughs> right. Um, but to me, she was above baseline and her mm -hmm. words had a little bit more bite than normal. Edge, I think you called it. Edge, right. Yeah. And, and I didn't like that. It didn't set well on me. Mm -hmm. So I called it freaking out, which didn't. <laughs> Set well with her. Which made me even more anxious and yeah. even more edgy. Yeah. We did work through this pretty well. Yeah. I mean, we stopped the cycle and I was thankful Adam took the initiative to stop the cycle first and it was very um, leading of you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I, so this is something that um, I, I just see in counseling so often mm -hmm. is that people argue and we're not talking about conflict resolution, but this is just helpful. Um, people argue to win a lot of times. That's true. Like yeah. I want her to admit that I was right. Mm -hmm. And then we just tooth and nail, even though they have like no track record of any of that happening. Mm -hmm. Where is this like idea that this is going to really work come from? Yes. Right. Yeah. So they've been doing this for the last five years. You're not mm -hmm. going to get a, a huge admission from them or whatever. So I, I simply said something to the to the effect that this is not going anywhere productive. Neither one of us are going to win in in this. Mm -hmm. And then I apologized for labeling, mm -hmm. <laughs> freaking out, and a couple of other things. And then I apologized for um, bringing in a tertiary issue that had nothing to do with what we were talking about because I was anxious, and so my mind was racing and going to a tertiary issue. And I was like, "Where did that come from?" <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah, it's triggered me. So it's just, we probably need to do one on, on conflict resolution. True. But, um, but that's just, you know, noticing the emotion. That's, yeah. that's what we're trying to drive for. And I think the empathy here is what stopped our cycle. 
You know, we were yeah. kind of getting in that cycle of trying to win or um, feeling uncherished, unloved. And she then felt attacked. You felt disrespected. Yep, totally. And so we were kind of in that crazy cycle that Dr. Emerson Egerich um, discusses in Love and Respect. Um, but then I think you were able to interrupt that simply by empathizing, yeah. by saying like, okay, you're right. It was not freaking out. It was anxious. And it seems like you get anxious when... And you, yeah. and you shared that. And I was like, yes, you're getting it. Like, that's exactly it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. this kind of leads into this, the, the last or the second one or third one. Okay. This kind of leads into the third one. Okay. Sharing your feelings. Um, but after you've listened, this, it sounds kind of like this. So like, man, I feel so helpless in this mm -hmm. situation. I wish I can help you. Mm -hmm. Like, or, you know, maybe she's sick, you know, like, man, like, you seem really sick. Is there anything I can get you? Or I, I can't imagine how it's hurting you right now, man. I wish I could take you, you know, be in your place, but you know, man, yeah. it's just kind of being willing to be uncomfortable with them in the conversation. Yeah. So it's like you let them have their moment, you empathize with them and then you let them know how you're responding emotionally to it to try to put yourself in their shoes and your emotion may not be exactly what the other person's emotion is, and that's okay. Normally, they they know what you're trying to do, mm -hmm. but it's not like they don't appreciate it. It's more like, no, I'm not really, I'm not really feeling sad. It's just I'm feeling off or like melancholy mm -hmm. or something. They'll normally correct you. Um, yeah. It's been my experience though. Yeah. Yeah. So you're sharing the, it must feel this way about the other person, but also expressing how you feel about it. Like you've often said when I'm having like just a woman day, you know, you'll, you'll say something like, babe, I feel a bit helpless right now. Like help mm -hmm. me help you. Yeah. Right. And so you're sharing your own feeling, but you're letting me know, like you're here for me, you're empathizing with me. And if there, if you can be helpful, let me know how. Right. And so this is kind of a, the, like the last part of this is, you know, how can you be helpful? That's a really wonderful way of doing it. Yeah. You already said is, um, help me help you mm -hmm. just keeping that sentence in mind, going into a conflict or going in, like having a conflict mm -hmm. and not understanding the other person. That question really opens up a lot because they're like, okay, they want to help me. Um, but how can I Mm -hmm. like to, how do I give them the instructions to fix me? Right. <laughs> Which is really liberating for some people. Yeah. Or just to be there for me. Cause mm -hmm. it may not be that they need you to fix them, but just right. to be there for them or mm -hmm. give them space or give them a break and take the kids for a walk, you know, while, yeah. while they just take a nap or whatever it is. Right. If anything you take away from this, like it's just questions. Mm -hmm. Be curious. Um, like, tell me how that was for you. Like if you don't, if you can't guess at what the emotion they're feeling, you have no idea. Say that. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what's going on. Like help me understand. Yeah. Tell me how that was for you. How are you feeling in that situation? Just kind of getting it from different angles and, and, and opening up, opening them up, um, really opens them up for you. And this is where you can kind of transition from there to, how can I help? How can I be of service? Yeah. Or can, can we work on a solution together depending on what it is? Yeah. Um, but really empathizing with where they are um, is such a crucial step that we often miss. So we hope you're able to learn about this step. Uh, learn, learn from our uh, situation just this past <laughs> week and um, 
let us know if you have any tips that you would provide on this or maybe an experience or argument you want to share. Yeah, empathy is so particular to the situation. Um, you know, all the stems in the world won't prepare you for the, your <laughs> from a hard moment. Yeah. So it's yeah. just being willing to listen, to be completely engaged, attuned, and asking good questions if mm-hmm. if you know the the opportunity arises. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, following following your gut, following your heart in it. You know, because yes. you you love this person, so being willing to experience that love. So we hope you got a lot out of it. Stay connected with us throughout the week on Instagram. Yes, at Dear Young Married Couple, and um, we also have a really cool opportunity coming up. We're pretty excited about it. It's our first ever online virtual marriage retreat. Um, we've done some marriage retreats in person with different churches. We've done some marriage seminars and retreats online, especially during COVID, but they've been for particular churches where it's closed to the members of that church. And so people have said, hey, I really want to be a part of one of these, or how can I join? How can I go to one? So we heard you and we are providing our very own virtual marriage retreat. It's going to be fun. You're not going to want to miss it. So check out the details. Um, Just go to our Instagram and we have have links. Yeah, we'll link it here in the show notes. Yeah. All right. Well, have a great rest of your day. Take care. Bye-bye. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.